0: tonight My goodness, my goodness I tell you what, the way the Lord has moved in this service I was a little bit skittish Whenever I come in the door, I'm not going to lie I thought, well, I don't know what's going on Who's got what But I know what God has I know what God has And I know that God wants to help His people And help His church And I really believe that I want these to keep seeking God And uh, the rest of you Grab your Bibles. We're going to go back to the book of Genesis again tonight and uh, see what the Lord will do for us. For those that uh, listened in last night, um, the, the, the conviction was so strong here in this place. So strong here in this place. And God was dealing with people. I believe He was talking to people last night. All right, Genesis chapter number 32. Genesis chapter 32. Now, I hope this... This this message tonight is not prophetic on what the government the governor is going to do, but um, but I'm going I'm going to try to help you if I can. Genesis chapter number thirty two is where I'd like to begin reading from. You know, I had one of those just kind of spiritual intuitions on the drive back down here Saturday that. Uh, I just didn't feel like we'd make it through much of this week as far as the revival goes. But I I didn't feel that that God was really finished yet from what He started last week and what was going on here for the last last four and a half, five weeks now. And uh, the Lord gave me two messages last night being the first. Tonight going to be the second. Genesis chapter number 32, verse number 24. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. He said, Jacob. Now, Jacob, you know what his name means? Supplanter, cheater, deceiver, trickster. No good for nothing. That's my name. He said, My name is Jacob, and He said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, thou hast power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Here's what I want to preach to you about tonight. I want to preach to you on the God of quarantine. Let's lift our hands. The God of quarantine. Lord, I love you. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for what you begin to do here in this building already. God, you're wanting to preserve somebody's life right now. You're wanting to preserve somebody's soul right now. You're the God that's found somebody left alone. And God, you talk to them right now and bring them to this altar. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. And the congregation shouted, Amen. Amen. <coughs> Whenever we're reading in the book of Genesis, it's divided into, into multiple, multiple sets of brothers. The first of those being last night's topic of Cain and Abel. And then we read about Isaac and Ishmael. And then we read finally about Ephraim and Manasseh. And the passage of scripture that we're reading from here tonight concerns one of the two, Jacob and Esau. There's something significant about these four sets of brothers. Throughout the book of Genesis because it would lay a pattern for the rest of Jewish history and tradition. The thing about these sets of brothers was the fact that the elder served the younger. Not that it was necessarily intended that way, but sometimes that's the way that things happen. Because of rebellion and sometimes because of that, of that first nature. That first nature that speaks of flesh, that speaks of carnality. And then that war between the flesh and the second nature, that of the spirit. Whenever we read about, about what is, is, is happening here in the lineage of Abraham, we read from Isaac and Ishmael, and then from Isaac down to Jacob and Esau. The great blessing that God had bestowed upon Abraham was to go also to Abraham's children. In thou going out you shall be blessed. In Thou coming in, Thou shalt be blessed. Look up at the stars, Abraham. I'll make your descendants just like the stars of the heaven. Look down at your feet. It's going to be your descendants like the sands upon the seashore. The way that God was blessing this lineage from Abraham's faith being the father of them and also the father of faith came from a a tremendous relationship that Abraham was called a friend of God. Aren't you glad this evening that God wants to be your friend? He's more than an acquaintance. He's more than somebody that we just shake hands with or somebody that we pass by. But God wants to be our friend. It's this blessing that's passed down from Isaac, Ishmael. That blessing that now rests upon those two boys, Jacob and Esau. Whenever we first are introduced to these two characters, they're inside of their mother's womb. And I love how the Bible calls the end from the beginning, because God said, In thy womb is two nations, not just two fetuses, or not just not just two babies, but 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 in, in thy womb is two nations, and the and the elder shall serve the younger. These two boys that we read about, it seemed as if it started the pattern that would follow throughout all of Jacob's life. Wrestling in the womb with his brother Esau. As Jacob would come out of that womb second, holding on to the heel of his big brother now Esau. There it was just the beginning of the struggle that would be in Jacob's life seemingly throughout all All of his early on history. The blessing was bestowed, was to be given, was to be granted upon Esau, the firstborn. The double portion from that of his father Isaac. The one that had unlimited authority over all of the children that Isaac would bear. And that Isaac would have. It would be Esau that we should read these words. The blessing of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. That's the way that it should have been reading. We know that history tells us about this boy Jacob, about this boy Esau, how their strengths were and how their weaknesses were as well. You know, whenever you first read about Jacob and you see that Jacob is the one that stays around the house, Esau's the one that is the hunter, Esau's the one that is out there in the field. Esau's the one that knows how to tame the wild game. It's Esau the one that we would think would never cave to a weakness such as an appetite. But whenever we really delve in to the person of Esau, it should be noted that Esau's greatest strength was really his greatest weakness. And what was Jacob's greatest weakness was really his greatest of strengths. Same is true in your life tonight. Whenever we are weak, remember we're really strong. And woe, take heed brethren, lest you fall. Be careful when you think that you're strong enough to take it. You're really at a vulnerable position. This story of the, of the birthright and how that it's transferred and how that we know that Jacob would deceive his brother Into something that he wanted. Something that he coveted. To something that he desired more than anything. In that heel grasper that Jacob was. Gets a hold not of the heel of Esau. But gets right down into his own heart. Like the story we read from last night. Esau despised the birthright. He cared nothing for his heritage. He cared nothing about His lineage. If I can put it this way. Esau cared nothing about revival. Esau cared nothing about seeking for a move of God. He despised it in his own heart. It's almost as if Jacob reaches in there with magnifying glasses. And sees the intents of the heart of this man Esau. And sees the vulnerable state. Waiting for that one precise moment in time. Whenever he can take hold of what he's wanted for so long, the enemy of your soul and the enemy of my soul still comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Not only does he want to steal from you, he wants to kill who you are. Not only does he just want to kill you, he wants to destroy your soul in eternity. Without God forever and ever and ever. Jacob was the thief. Jacob was the killer. Jacob ultimately became the destroyer. Zesaw comes in every time he picked up that spoon and ate of the meat and ate of that bowl of lentils. Every time he picked that up to put in his mouth. He was laying down what God had wanted him to pick up in the days ahead. With every bite that Esau put into his mouth. With every taste that, 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 that savored in his lips. That he, he cries out, I'm about to die. Jacob, fix me something to eat. And the devil had something waiting on Esau. I want to tell you the devil's got something waiting on you as well. Jacob becomes that one that tricks him, deceives him, and cheats him. It was a high price to pay for a lunch in Jacob's kitchen. Nevertheless, we know what happens. The birthright is sold. The transaction takes place. And as soon as Esau's taste buds wore off to what he was just indulged himself with, he despised his brother from that day forward. We read this in, uh, in, the, in the book of Genesis 27 and 11. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau, listen to this. And Esau said in his heart, in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand and... Then, then, then I will slay my brother Jacob. The thoughts, the intents of the heart now clearly revealed. Jacob now becomes a vagabond. Jacob now goes on the go. Jacob now has got the gift in his hand. And he's on the go trying to escape. His brother's sword and his brother's spear and his brother's arrows from coming and piercing in to his own body. Jacob's on the run. Jacob's on the move. Jacob runs for twenty solid years. Twenty solid years, a generation and a half. Jacob was on the run. My question to you is tonight: How long have you been on the run? How long have you been on the run? Jacob runs into the arms of Laban. There we read how he works for seven years. Doesn't get what he wants. Puts his confidence in men. Has to work another seven more years. Fourteen years. A slave to a cruel taskmaster. When you read the story between Jacob and Laban, the exchanges that takes place in the Bible, Laban changed his mind at least ten times. I want to tell you this world will change their mind on you. Laban changes his mind ten times on Jacob. Jacob is bound. Jacob is destitute. Jacob is delusional. He's on the run. The first visitation that Jacob has is Jacob is in the quarantine of his sleep. And he sees angels and he sees ladders and he sees all of these things that are going on. He hears the voice of God speak unto that one that would be the blessed, the blessed recipient and would come from his loins, the twelve tribes of Israel. He hears the voice of God speak to him. And Jacob said, I knew it not. I knew it not. Let me tell you, the counsel of the flesh never knows when God stops by to pay a visit. All they know is, I think it was God. I think that was Him talking to me. You listen to me right now. I know we're winding this thing down. But hear me. Oh, hear me. This is God paying you a visit tonight. God paying you a visit tonight. Jacob's first visitation. He didn't know who it was that was doing the talking. Jacob runs on, runs on, runs on. As fast and as hard as he possibly can. Running for his life. Just like that that war that was going going on inside of his mother's womb. Whenever he was just a babe that was in her body now doesn't just rest upon his mother but now now that war, that inner conflict begins to work Jacob over I wonder how old Jacob looked whenever he was about 35 or 40 I wonder how much how much hard living Jacob had to do whenever he got down got got right down to brass tacks every night When he would lay there and try to find sleep and try to find contentment. And try to find rest and do his best to try to find a little bit of relaxation. But couldn't find it. Because every night whenever he heard something move off in the forest. Could that be my brother Esau? Every night whenever... He heard the sound of a small animal tromping through the trees and tromping through the weeds and the brush as Jacob lays there in his tent with the birthright in hand. Wonders, could that be my brother Esau? And Jacob runs, and Jacob runs, and Jacob runs, and Jacob runs, and Jacob runs! And And he runs, and he runs, and he runs, and he's on the go. In the same spirit of restlessness That was upon Jacob is also inside the church house this evening. The same spirit of restlessness. That causes people to skip from this place to that place. Trying to find this. Never getting it. Trying to busy themselves in the daily routine of life. But never finding any contentment. Jacob runs and he goes and he goes. And he's running in that inner conflict. Of what was going on inside of that man, Jacob. And That leads me to the 32nd chapter tonight where Jacob says in verse number 7. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. Tonight you're greatly afraid and you're greatly in distress. Jacob runs and goes and realizes that he himself has weaknesses and he himself cannot cannot trick his own image that he sees in the mirror. He cannot cheat himself any longer. Y'all still here this evening? I feel the Lord standing by me as I preach this tonight. He tricks. He deceives. He cheats. He does wrong. He breaks laws. He runs and he runs and he runs and he runs. And he goes to the place where now... He is distressed, greatly distressed, greatly afraid. And Jacob is battling with that firstborn nature. That firstborn nature of that man's name. He's now living up to his name as Jacob. And Jacob knows he sees yonder that river of Jabot, that little stream of water. And knows just on the other side of this river i'm going to have to face up to what i've been running from all these years in chapter number 33 esau waits him on the other side of that river but jacob is now on this side of the river then he's ran brother philip to the place where he can run no longer and run no more and now and now he sees the campfire of his brother esau and Esau's got warriors with him and Esau's got trained killers with him. And he knows cuz he he watched as a young boy what his brother was able to do out there in the field. And he's seen he's seen how his brother was a mighty hunter. And now Jacob himself is the prey. His brother the hunter. And Jacob is now the prey where it was before where Esau the hunter becomes the hunted. Jacob was the hunter that took on the prey. You see what's happening here tonight. This inner conflict is killing him. I want to tell you tonight. This conflict that's raging inside of your soul. Is killing you. And Jacob takes 400 men. Jacob takes 400 head of cattle. And Jacob takes his wives and Jacob takes his children and sends them across in the middle of the night. Gifts come pouring into the camp of Esau. All this, all these things that Jacob tries to appease his brother with comes pouring into the eyesight of Esau. Jacob sits there at the brook Jabok and watches as the last little boat floats across the river. And Jacob knew, if I cross this river, I'm a dead man. If I go one step further, I'm a goner. I want you to listen to me tonight and listen to me well. If you go one step further with this, you're a goner as well. Lift your hands all over the house. The Spirit is speaking to someone's heart right now. Jacob knows if I cross this river, I'm a goner. If I cross this river, I'm a dead man. Jacob has that, that feeling now as he watches the possessions that he's got floating down the river, moving in the t- into the direction of his brother Esau. Jacob knows My time is short. And like that person I preached to last night. I tried to tell you. Even today your time is short. Jacob knew his time was short. And Jacob knew that he could not run any further. And he could not go any longer. And that leads me to the text verse tonight. And Jacob Was left alone. And Jacob. Was left alone. Sometimes sister Doris. The only way that God can talk to us is when he gets us alone when we have no one else to turn to when we have no other shoulder to cry on God will leave us to ourselves and leave us alone when we have no other clinic to check ourselves into we've come to the edge of the river we've come to the brink of our destiny And Jacob was left alone. And there's somebody that's hearing me preach tonight that you've been left alone. And now you're in quarantine. And I think to myself sometimes the best thing that's ever happened to some of us is the COVID 19 because it got our attention. Whenever we couldn't run, whenever we could not run to Florida, whenever we could not run to the beaches during spring break, whenever we couldn't run to those other places, God said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will talk to you. I'll put you in quarantine, and I'll get your attention, Jacob. And the Bible said that the Lord God showed up at the edge of the river. At the river of Jabok. You know what Jabok means? Jabok means the place of pouring out. And Jacob had poured out all of his energies. And Jacob had ran his last mile. And Jacob had taken his last step. But the God, that's the God of the birthright. And the God, that's the God of his grandfather Abraham. Help me while I preach. And the God, it's the God of his father Isaac, says I'm also the God of the quarantine. And I've got something to say to you. Come on, brother David. What's this voice that I hear? Jacob was left alone. Sitting all by himself. No place to hide. No place to run. And Jacob was left alone. And a voice spoke to a man that was left alone. How does God talk to people? That's left alone. How does God talk to people? That's left alone. There was a friend of mine that I grew up with. Married. Had a beautiful baby. Left the church. Moved away. Took a job somewhere else. Moved away from a good church. Moved into the wrong direction. And whenever you ask him, why in the world are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? He would just say, well, I won't be gone forever. It's just a little while I'm going to be gone. I read about in the book of Ruth whenever there was four that sojourned into the land of Moab, but only one returned. A 75% loss took place because somebody said, I won't be gone long. Why why are you moving? I won't be going long. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll find a good church down there. Wasn't a church in miles. Everybody knew it. Wasn't a church in miles anywhere around. Wasn't no place to go and find help and find strength like he was getting around his own people. Nevertheless, he left. He got hanging with the wrong friends. Made a new group of friends that he hung around. A preacher. A preacher. A God-called preacher at one time. Now is all by himself. His wife and his baby had nothing to do with him. And he was all by himself. And one night he said, I was in a drunken condition. And I was sitting there with a bottle of bourbon in one hand. And a Smith & Wesson pistol in the other. And the devil was telling me... Put the gun to your head. Pull the trigger. Nobody cares about you. Nobody wants you anymore. Nobody's going to talk to you ever again. You've lost it all. You've lost it all. You've lost it all. He said, as I was there, I wasn't even sober. But I felt the presence of something that I hadn't felt in a long time. Jacob was left alone. Jacob was left alone. But he feels the presence of something he had not felt in 20 years. Because he's the God of 20 years ago and he's the God of the quarantine. My God, help me preach tonight. I said he's the God of 20 years ago of angels and ladders, but he's the God of right now. He's the Savior for your soul
1: right now.
0: He said, whenever I felt his presence come to me, and he spoke my name. And when he spoke my name, He followed it up with these words, I love you, and I can make it all okay again. I want to tell you, God loves you, and he can make it all all right again. And he said, unto Jacob, I love this. What is thy name? My name is Supplanter. Trickster, deceiver. Oh, he, he had went by the name of Laban's son in law twice over. You talk about double barrel son in law material, brother Jacob was. He did not go by the name of I'm Abraham's grandboy. He did not go by the name of I'm Isaac's second born child. He said, My name is no good. My name has been run through the mud, and that's where I'm at right now. My name is Jacob. And a man got a hold of him and started to wrestle with him. And when he laid hold on Jacob, I think Jacob was thinking, I ain't never felt so much strength in one man's hand in all my life. I've been in some fights before and wrestled some pretty tough fellas. But when God gets a hold of you, it's power. I said, it's power. It's more than you can handle. And tonight, God is getting a hold of somebody in this house. Why don't you thump a hand and say, God, get a hold of somebody? Get a hold of somebody tonight, Lord. send the sheriff of heaven down there and why don't you go to arresting somebody here in this tabernacle tonight Jacob that's your name but when this wrestling match gets finished you ain't going to go by Jacob no more are you here in the house tonight and your name is no good no good for nothing, Jacob. That's all that he was. But if you'll wrestle with God, if you'll let God get a hold of you, you can cross that river the correct way. And he said, I'm preaching long tonight, I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to put this thing right here where it needs to be at, all right? But Jacob's name, supplanter, deceiver, cheater, trickster, no good, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but thy name shall be called Israel. Grab your Bible, brother Nick. Grab your Bible. Now, Jacob, Jacob, we know what his name means because I've said it 14 times as I've been preaching, but I want you to get that. This guy was an absolute gangster to the 10th power. He was a no good for nothing type of guy. And when God changed his name to Israel, everything changed in Jacob's life. Everything changed in Jacob's life. He even went back and hugged and kissed his brother That he had been running from for 20 years Strange things is happening to that crazy man Jacob Why? He don't even walk the same way that he does He don't even walk the same way that he did before I mean last night whenever we jumped on board this boat And crossed this river Jabok, I mean he was walking straight up As balanced as can be But now he's limping a little bit But I want to tell you, by the time God gets done with you, like he did Jacob, Jacob might have to walk around with a little bit of a limp, but he walks more straight than he ever had in all his life. I want to tell you tonight, you can leave this building uh, walking the straight and narrow. Yes, sir. I don't want to see God have to break your legs, uh, but if he has to, uh, it'll be the best thing ever happened to you. Jacob is weak but Israel is strong. Y'all hear the night? Jacob is no good but Israel is all things good. 48 and verse 1 brother Nick what's the book say? And it came to pass after these things That one told Joseph Behold thy father is sick And he took with him his two sons Manasseh and Ephraim Now now, now listen to this Jacob fast forward in Jacob's life Just a little bit more Fast forward to the 48th chapter of Genesis Into this man Jacob's life After he experiences the God of the quarantine there At that little strait at the river Jabbok Fast forward to the 48th chapter where Jacob is about to die. He watches as his children are perishing in famine. He watches as the great famine of over all the earth waxes more and more and more. And the COVID is in pretty tough, tough circumstances surrounding old Jacob. He's an old man now. Verse number 1, Brother Nick said... It was told to Joseph. It was told to Joseph. Jacob was sick. But listen to verse number two there, brother Nick. What's the book say? And one told Jacob yeah. and
1: said, Behold, thy son Joseph cometh unto thee.
0: Now, Joe Jacob, Joseph knew that Jacob was sick. And somebody told Joseph, your father is sick. He's in bad shape. He ain't gonna make it. Jacob is sick with the COVID 19. Jacob is sick. Jacob is bad off. I love how y'all use that term down here in Appalachia. You ask somebody, well, how are they feeling? Oh, boy, they're bad off. This is the only place on earth I ever hear that term used over and over again. That's okay. It's okay. It's it's unique to y'all here in Tazewell County and Buchanan. You ask them, how are they doing? Oh, David, they're bad off. They're bad off. What does that mean exactly? (laughs) Jacob's bad off.
1: He's off bad.
0: He's bad off, Brother Randall. He's bad off. He's bad off. Jacob is bad off. And Joseph, somebody taps him on the shoulder and says, Hey, Joseph, your father Jacob is bad off. But verse number two said, Brother Nick, read it from the top again. And one told Jacob. Yes. And said, Behold, thy son
1: Joseph cometh unto thee.
0: Thy son Joseph. You know what Joseph is a type of? Jesus Christ. Yes, sir.
1: Jesus. Yeah.
0: Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will meet their doom. Trumpets will sound. All of the dead shall rise. Righteous meet in the sky, going where no one dies, heavenward bound.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, Jacob, you're sick. But Jesus is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, you're bad off. But Joseph ain't bad off. Yeah. Thank God. Hallelujah. Now read it from the top one more time, Brother Nick. We've got to get to that second part here. And one, and one told Jacob and said, Behold... Thy son Joseph cometh unto thee. Yes. And Israel strengthened himself. Who is Israel? Who is Israel? Jacob was sick, but Israel strengthened himself. (laughs) Hallelujah. This world is sick, but the rich land's tabernacle strengthened themselves was bad off but Israel was alive I said he was alive the God of the quarantine will do when I'm dying stand with me over the house tonight lift your hands one more time God I love you Jacob stays down, but Israel gets up. This evening. This evening. I'm headed back home. Five minutes, I'm headed back home. Jump in the car. We'll see you when we see you. Hopefully sooner than later. You guys have a crazy governor, just like I've got a crazy governor. By the way, I'm responsible for my own personal health, and so are you. It's not the government's job to tell us what's healthy and what's not. We're Americans. We're free people. We fought for liberty. Thank God for July 4th. Thank God for independence. I'm tired of the government telling us what to do, shutting the churches down, labeling them as non-essential, and yet allowing the abortion clinics to stay open. News media ought to write a story about that tomorrow morning. Absolute garbage. Listen to me. Israel strengthened himself because of Jacob's experience in Genesis chapter 32, because he met the God of his loneliness and the God of the quarantine. Jacob, no more. Israel, forevermore. This evening, that little boy was at the ice skating rink, and he was doing his best to skate out there and stand up and balance his weight on those skates there was a woman that was sitting out in the bleachers that was observing what this little guy was doing that boy come over there to tie his skates back up and sat down there right beside her and that old woman looked over at him and, and said boy I've been watching you for the last 45 minutes why don't you just give up Why don't you just give up? You can't do this. Why don't you just give up? And that little boy looked at that woman and said, Lady, I didn't come here to give up. I came here to get up. Come to the music. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this congregation. God, thank you for keeping us safe these last five weeks. For those that's listening, we have not had one case of the COVID-19 come in this congregation as of this moment. But God, I'm going to ask you, keep this place covered by your blood. Keep this place covered by your blood. Keep this place covered by your blood. Keep this place covered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep this place covered by your blood. God. Lord, right now, if there be one here, this Jacob, bring him to this altar and let him meet the God of the quarantine. When Jacob was left alone and all by himself, there was a voice that spoke to him and said, I'll preserve your life and I'll help you make it cross this river on the other side. I want to tell somebody tonight in the name of Jesus you can leave this building different than the way you walked in. In the name of Jesus, you can be delivered. You can be set free. You can be born again. You can know what it is to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. You can know what it is to look up at the stars and say, those are mine. And look down at the sand on the seashore and say, those are mine as well. And say, I'll be blessed in my going out. I'll be blessed in my coming in. Lift your hands one more time. I feel a shout coming on me. Hallelujah. Samuel, come on down here. Aren't we glad to see Samuel here tonight? Come here, Sam. Come here. Samuel, you remember me and you and Jacob McCoy? Remember that? This guy right here was about the only guy that could put big old Jacob down on the ground whenever we was kids. Sister Carolyn, if you only knew what went on up there in those prophet's quarters whenever we was 10, 12 years old. Old Samuel could put Jacob down on the ground pretty fast. But Sam, when I seen you walk in this building tonight, I wasn't asking for Jacob to come down there and get a hold of you. I was asking for God to come down here and get a hold of you. I'm telling you, you can leave this place tonight to no longer Jacob, but Israel. It's good to see you again, Sam. It's good to see you again, Sam. I want to tell you, God will preserve you. And You know what I'm telling you is the truth. Church, right now, lift your hands this way. Ask God to help Samuel find a place to pray. Let's seek God. Sing that song, and I'm headed to Kentucky. We'll see you next time. Well,
2: old Jacob looked like he'd been in a fight. He wrestled with the angel all through the night. Well, his friends said, hey, come out he again it in this mess. told older brother, I got blessed. I got blessed in the midst of the trouble. I got blessed in the midst of
1: In the
2: middle of my trouble And I'm in the midst of my trouble yes. so I went through the trials of the test Glory, hallelujah, brother, I got blessed Sometimes the hardest bifes my face To bring me and God in a secret place But as soon as I, as I surrender, surrender I tell the youngness yes. I always walk away shouting I, God God I got blessed, I got blessed
1: He'll strengthen
0: himself and set up God let Richland's tabernacle find strength again in the days of the quarantine. Be the God of the quarantine.
2: Get a hold of Sam Get a hold of these young couples and God preserve their soul. Take a like in a fight wrestle with the angels all the night his friend said, Jacob, how'd you get In this mess? Jacob smiled and told him, Brother, I got blessed. blessed. I, got blessed. I got blessed in the midst of the trouble. I got blessed in the midst of the struggle. <JUANJON> I lived in a house, lived in a tent. Told her, how to leave, Brother. I got blessed. I got blessed in the middle of a trouble. I got blessed in the midst of a struggle to try the good and glory hallelujah I got blessed Sometimes the hardest battles that I face are between me and God in my secret place I surrender and I tell the Lord yes I always walk
1: away shouting, I got blessed in the middle of my trouble I got rest in the midst of my struggle yeah. i Oh, uh-huh. oh,
2: i oh,